Hello and welcome to the Meta Era Nerd Podcast, where the meta for this episode is game previews, PlayStation, State of Play, and Pokemon. We are your nerds, Marcus and Rico. Now, this is our second special podcast episode. Uh, we are focusing on some of the announcements that have dropped this week, that have previewed this week. Um, I'm going to go ahead and push it over to Rico right now, who's going to kind of open it up with something that was announced today. So, Rico? Um, so some of the big things, uh, there was a lot of news this week. Uh, one of the smaller ones was we got a title for a new Dragon Age game. Uh, I've only played one, but I know that they're very, very popular. Uh, and it's going to be called Dragon Age Dreadwolf. Uh, I didn't go, I didn't take the deep dive, but they do have an entire blog post about the the character of the dread wolf and stuff like that. Just a couple of things is that it's some kind of ancient being that has lore and implications, stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, you can, uh, if you want to read that, you can check it out on the dragon age Twitter. It's at dragon age, uh, where they have the announcement, a little clip, and then they have the blog post, uh, going into detail about the next adventure, dragon age, dread wolf. Uh, one other thing that was announced. One other thing that was announced today, real quick, was uh, Ninja Gaiden is available today on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, I know that's a that's a series that Marcus and I both have ha- have a lot of memories with, and a lot of a lot of yanking out our hair. All I'll, all I'll say is Alma, Alma, Alma. At the church, church, church. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm, I was excited to see that. Hopefully, we get a lot more people playing that game, an old school series. Uh, you know, now in the time of things like Elden Ring and all these Souls games that people love for the challenge. You know, I, it always made me think of uh, of these games. So uh, I hope to see more people playing them, impressions and stuff like that. And I'm excited to go back and play them myself. Yeah, we have a lot of uh, a lot of memories with uh, Ninja Gaiden growing up, and I know it was always kind of playing them on the hardest difficulty and stuff. So it's always a good time, and every time we see Ninja Gaiden news, and if they ever announce a new one, you best believe we'll be covering it because we've gone through we've gone through them. So that's gonna be a lot of fun. And I hope you don't get a lot of flack for uh, Dragon Age. I tried Part One years ago, whenever it first came out. And it's not that I didn't get into it. It's just I didn't get into it. No, I'm joking. It's not that I didn't get into it. It's just, I guess, at the time, I I must have been playing something else. But I remember enjoying the opening sequence for what it was. And Myst, too. And I believe the only experience we have is the multiplayer for Dragon Age Inquisition. We actually bought that game. It's it's been a while now. Maybe like a year or two ago. What was it? Over the summer? And Mm -hmm. we actually put a good amount of game, a good amount of time into that game. Or at least the multiplayer, which was a lot of fun. I know we had a a lot of fun for that, but I guess obviously we missed the train, so hopefully we can we can be on the train for this next one. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Bioware usually makes some pretty good games, and I think these this series in particular has had like maybe one or two game of the years. I think including Inquisition was one, but again, we bought this game way later, so sometimes it's a little harder. I know for me, it's a little harder to get into older games, uh, being that it came out in 2014. We got into it, like Marcus said, maybe two years ago or something like that. Ended up just kind of messing around with the multiplayer, and that was it. So hopefully this time around, we're not too into something else and can give this one a shot, both of us. And we had a blast with, uh, with Elden, Elden Ring, right? Because we just had to do it, and we did. And no regrets at all with that one. 
and it was Bioware, right? I actually played Jet Empire on Xbox years ago and loving it. So strange, but uh, aside from that, uh, a little thing I wanted to bring up was uh, Sonic Frontier. They they did announce, not announce, they did show off some uh, gameplay, which um, it looks very promising and. To me, that's a good sign. There were some things that I saw where I was kind of weirded out by, and 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 I and I told Rico about it. We were talking. And one of the things was, and I don't, I guess it's the colors or how out of place Sonic looks in a world that seems, I don't want to say bland. I, I don't. I, I know people are and people have been saying bleak and it's empty and stuff like that. There's trees, grass, and there's an environment, but I don't know if it's just that Sonic just completely looks out of place. You know, it looks like they, looks like they got him. And put him in an Elden Ring type scenario where Sonic looks very bright, very vibrant. It might have worked, and maybe you know it looked more like uh, an open sandbox game, with more colors, more vibrance, you know, contrast, uh, the saturation of the colors. I, I'm guessing. Uh, I don't want to say Breath of the Wild, but you know, maybe a little bit more like Breath of the Wild. It seemed like fun. Um, I, I, I've played a lot of the Sonic games, a lot of the original ones. Sonic Adventure One and Two, loved Part Two. Um, so it looked like it was going to touch base on some of those mechanics a little bit. I'm not really sure exactly, you know, what it's going to entail as far as, the, you know, the open world is going to be. But Sonic and open world does sound like a fun time. I know, again, Rico and I were talking about open worlds just seem to be the big thing right now. So sticking Sonic in an open world is honestly makes a lot of sense. And it's kind of weird that they didn't do it sooner, right? Who doesn't want this hedgehog that, you know, run super fast running all over this world and there's a bunch of loops and stuff like that um you know so it looks promising to say the least um i'm kind of curious to just get rico's thoughts and i know rico uh doesn't doesn't play the games as much doesn't isn't really familiar but i always appreciate his opinion yeah no uh like you mentioned we discussed a little bit about the color and really it's just uh the contrast between there is something to the contrast between the vibrancy of Sonic and his color versus the the color palette of where he's running around. The palette, yes. It, 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 it just looks a little bit out of place, like you like you say. Uh, but yeah, I'm not too familiar with Sonic, but I mean, I'm I'm always down to try new things. Uh, and thus far, like we still don't know much, but we just know we see open world running around collecting rings. And the other, the, on, the only other thing I saw that they touched on a little bit was, uh, he is kind of solving puzzles, if in a way, like where there's like some statues that he has to turn, and it like opens the door, and then he's like spinning around some 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 little stuff and jumping on like these little platforms, trying to like turn the tiles like all the same color and stuff like that. So at least for now. We just know open world, collecting rings, which is classic Sonic, and then uh, some puzzles. Uh, yeah. Nothing nothing yet in the form of combat or stuff like that, which is the stuff I would probably be a little bit more interested in, uh, yeah. along with along with like the puzzle stuff. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it looks good. Uh, also, Promising. I think... <laughs> I was going to say that, right? Well, it, lo it looks good, like, based <laughs> on what it is. Like, just an early thing, you know? Yeah, and it's an early thing. You mentioned it, right? Uh, it's, it, it's, it's, just the it's just the first look. Uh, so we don't know. We there's aspects of it that we know nothing about yet. So for what it is, I think it looks pretty good. Uh, and I think you mentioned also that uh, there's also 
the return of a series for Sonic 2? Yeah. Um, is that was that it, recently announced, or that's been a while already? It it's actually been about a week or two, but it's finally the news is finally getting track gaining traction. Um, if you go to Paramount Plus and they show the actual, you know, the cartoons, there's two different, there's three different series of of Sonic the Hedgehog that appeared in the early or at least in the 90s. I'm not counting Sonic X, by the way. Um, there's Sonic Underground, Son- the Adventures of Sonic, and then there's an older one that came out in like the 1991, uh, which is also the Adventures of Sonic, but it featured um, him and his world with a more robust Dr. Robotnik and it ended up on it ended on a cliffhanger in season two, and there was this team of guys who got together and were actually I think it was on Kickstarter were actually able to fund the money to create a season three. So if you're if you want to check it out again, it is early '90s, you know, early '90s Western animation. Um, if you want to check it out, it's on Paramount Plus. Just type in Sonic, and you can see all the Sonic stuff that's on there. And just make sure you watch the one with um, Sonic. The Adventures of Sonic. It's the one with the brown fox. I forgot her name, um, but it's, that's because I saw the f- first two episodes a few days ago. Um, but yeah, check it out. Super exciting. Sonic is on the map. You know, the movie's doing a damn good job of putting him back out there. So really excited to see, especially if you're a Sonic fan. So continuing on, oh, actually, no, one more thing I want to mention about Sonic is hopefully we get a good soundtrack because Sonic has also always been known for their stellar soundtracks that's come out in their games. Even in the older uh, Sega Genesis games, you know, they're, they're, um, they're, there's just their music in the Green Hill Zone and then the Las Vegas and the Las Vegas Zone um, or this Casino Zone, whatever, they, I forgot what it's called. Um, and then in Sonic Adventure 1 and 2, where you have uh, Crush 40 just... You know, especially in Sonic Adventure 2, just giving us these bangers. So hopefully the soundtrack um, in Sonic Frontier does it justice, but I, I'm i pretty sure they're going to because they just do a damn good job when it comes to their music. Now, we're going to go ahead and get into one, one of the two main things we're going to talk about today. Um, PlayStation State of Play just ended an hour ago. Well, it just ended, what, about 30, 45 minutes ago? I know we missed it. About 45 uh, about, minutes ago. About 30 minutes. I think it went, it was a, like 30-minute runtime. Started around 5, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah. Probably so about 5.30, 5.40-ish. Yeah, so we want to kind of, we saw it. We want to get on, our thoughts are fresh in our mind. And a lot of things that Rico and I are both excited about. And I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Rico because, you know, I'm sure he's, excited to talk about this first part of the state of play so right off the bat uh typically uh a lot of times uh with the with the playstation stuff uh i don't think the state of play is their big like end-all conference right no. so well, i think mm-hmm. it is well, not not this time around and, and i mentioned before the fact that they shut off vr and it's it's an early conference um i'm curious to see what state of play or what sony has up their sleeve later on because if i remember last year they did theirs in july they you know they always do things differently classic sony so i'm sure we're gonna get something else soon yeah it seemed like kind of just like a quick turnaround on we're gonna do the state of play and it didn't seem like it was gonna be their big you know their their sony e3 being that e3 like is not was not gonna be a thing this year uh and everybody's kind of been doing their own thing so this kind of seemed like a little bit of a just thrown not thrown together, but a smaller little side thing. Uh, and right off, and and right off the bat, they came out swinging with the uh, something that 
a lot of people have been hoping for a Resident Evil 4 remake. Uh, I believe they say it's coming to PS5. Yes. Was that it? Was that exclusive? PS5. Uh, I don't. I think I, well, I, think I remember seeing PS5 on the thing because they're not going. They're not going to mention anything else. I don't think. So maybe maybe in Capcom because it also did say third party games in the in in the pre release. It's come out for everything else. So, so I don't think it's an exclusive to PlayStation Five. Oh, oh okay. So. Oh okay. Well, let me clarify. I didn't mean that it would be exclusive. I meant that oh. they're only. I meant it. Not PS4. I, I, yes, I meant it as in it's only going to be like current gen consoles. And yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, actually, I think Nintendo. Uh, I'm sorry, PlayStation is already going to be phasing out their PlayStation Four soon very soon i saw that today somewhere i forgot but they are phasing out the playstation 4 already and by then yeah it's going to be phased out completely i'm sure so yeah so, PlayStation Five all the way so if that's the case i know it's something we've talked about in the past like we're going to start to see games that are specifically made for our current gen consoles our ps5s our xbox series x's s's i guess too to an extent and we're going to see like what these machines can really do. Like they already we already have stuff that looks so great. Uh so I'm excited. Uh it's with the formula, you know, lately we've been getting, you know, like a new game, a remake, a new game, a remake. Uh So all Resident Evil fans like I think March 24th, 2023, so rejoice. Uh, first quarter of next year? Yes. Uh yes, and then and then right right with that and i think uh for most people resident evil 4 is probably like the like defining game of the series uh kind of pushed the limits of like it was a perfect meeting meeting yeah the perfect meeting of like horror and action and kind of like just defined like a genre so uh it's exciting exciting to go to we're gonna get to see that in updated graphics oh yeah and if you're not a leon fan i know rico's always hating on leon i love leon at least he's too cool for everybody and i know the story <laughs> obviously if you know the story it takes place in europe and kind of and, and kind of not distance itself but did kind of you know put itself in a whole, whole a completely different you know time frame than what we had part you know zero one two and three and stuff so it's gonna be exciting to see especially since this one at the time when it came out and it came out on gamecube they, they gave it a perfect there were perfect scores all around it was high it was highly you know just talked about at the time i still remember like it was yesterday so hopefully it does it justice if it's anything like the resident resident evil 2 remake i'm all about it i that remake was amazing resident evil has been on a tear so i'm expecting great things yeah uh, same here same here so uh with resident evil uh we also got four announcements for the ps5 vr games that uh games that they're gonna make i think uh, some of them are being just optimized for vr or or ported over to vr i don't know what how you would say it but uh the first one they opened up with was resident evil village um so yeah, I'm I'm personally not uh, a VR person. I've never even tried it to be honest, but nothing has really ever gotten me to like want to take that dive uh into it. Like this is I have to try this kind of thing. Uh but maybe Resident Evil will be will be it. Uh the other thing I saw that was a little exciting that caught my eye was 
I think it's a VR exclusive, a uh, PlayStation 5 VR exclusive game, which was uh, a Horizon Horizon game, Horizon something into the mountain, Marcus, right? Yeah, yeah. it was home, home of the Mountain or something like that. Oh, yeah. Home of the Mountain. So, uh, yeah, in terms of the the strictly VR announcements, was there anything that caught your eye or same things? or No, as far as VR is concerned, I've never been a VR person. I know uh, I am a teacher, and we do have a VR for the PlayStation. Now, that's the only time I ever tried it, but we tried the demo. It was tripped out. It was cool. I've never really ventured into it into it um so i couldn't really i i couldn't really give you an opinion on the vr stuff it, it all looks cool it always looks crazy especially when you see you know um with the hands just swinging by themselves and you can just picture the device on your head so uh but other than, other than that i don't i wouldn't be able to give you a a solid opinion on the vr and the stuff that's coming out for it yeah i um, same same with me is did any of these like make you a little bit more interested in trying it maybe the horizon looked good there was also those other zombie one but i'm gonna be the first one to tell you i i get scared playing resident evil and hey don't blame me i'm just a chicken shit i I apologize so i'm not about to put a vr on my face to see you know (laughs) the creepy doll from resident evil uh village in my face no thanks no thanks are you wait are you telling me you don't play horror games with all the lights off in a dark room? I play horror games in broad daylight. <laughs> <laughs> All the windows open. Okay. No, I mean, I, I, I laugh at it. We make fun of it. But for the most part, yes, I do. I do kind of trip myself out sometimes when it comes to these things. So if I'm playing the game, I'll obviously, obviously be invested at night. But if I'm playing at night, all the lights are on. All the lights are on. I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs> Yeah, so maybe maybe for your own safety, stay away from the VR stuff. <laughs> um, so up next for me, uh, being that I've always been more on the... I've always owned uh, Xbox, the Xbox side of the consoles, uh, since the first Xbox came out. I think it was, what, in 2000? Was it 2000 or 2001? 2001, maybe. It sounds more plausible. The, the OG Xbox? Mm-hmm. 2001 maybe i think yeah i think it was around that time so uh i've always been on on that side so the the only bad thing about you know picking one side it was november 15 2001 and just being invested in that one system i missed out on a lot of stuff and lately uh sony has been coming in clutch because i also do have a, a pc and they've been adding more and more stuff from their library into onto uh They've been throwing it onto Steam, and I think there's also been rumors of possibly Sony opening up their own app, uh, kind of like the Blizzard launcher for for the Blizzard games. Battle.net is what it's called. Uh, Epic, uh, the Xbox Store, stuff like that. Um, so one of the ones they announced was Spider-Man. Spider-Man's going to be coming to PC August 12th, 2022. So later this year in the next two months. You're gonna be in for a hell of a time, just and saying. that and that's all I hear. I hear that the game is amazing. You need to try it's awesome. it. And it's, insom- and it's, like, well, it's insomniac, so insomniac man just tears it up. It, um, I don't know if they're ever gonna bring Infamous back, but if they do, you gotta get on that too. Yeah, and again, I'm excited that all these games are are coming. You know, I'm gonna get to. I just recently purchased Horizon Zero, Horizon Zero Dawn, 
one for the first time. Uh, gonna give that a shot. I know they also recently brought the the first God of War to Steam, so I'm gonna be giving that a shot. Uh, so I'm I'm excited that uh, even though it's console exclusive, I'll still get to enjoy them. Uh, Persona uh, 4 Golden on PC. Hello, no. Yeah, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking, but it, it also did get ported, or uh, you know, to PC it recently actually. So you're absolutely correct when you say they're porting all these. Great games that have been exclusive to PC or to a different avenue, at least. Uh, and then the last thing for me was uh, Street Fighter VI. At first, I was like, what is this? And then as we got further and further in, I think Marcus made the comment like, did I just hear him say Haruken? Or, I, I mean, I'm not going to do the full sound effect, but... Oh, why not? Uh, yeah, no, because I, I, I won't do it just... Butcher it. Feel, feel free. Nah, free, do it yourself. Nah, I, I don't want to butcher it. Nah, I, you know, last thing I watched for people was like, oh, you, you, that's not how you say it. Or tell me something like that. Nah, so I'm not even going to go there. Uh-uh. You see, but you want me to do it. Nah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, as we, as we saw, I think both of us more and more were like, whoa, whoa, like this looks good. Like, this looks cool. Chun-Li, Chun-Li, Chun-Li. Uh, but, hey, but, but, as long as I got, got the hips, right? The hips. That's right. The thighs. But, uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean that also looked uh, like a like a good time. Um, I don't know if this, it was like the same highlights for you or something else that caught your eye there. Well, let me yeah, I'll start from Street Fighter Six. Um, for a fighting game, it looked I don't see it looked real nice. It looked beautiful. The colors and for some reason, when it comes to just vibrant colors, they stick out. And I I, I get it. some people just like the combat, but it stuck out. It looked it looked tripped out. But you know, Street Fighter, Street Fighter, it's always gonna have a huge following. Um, I dabble in the in the fighter genre every once in a while. There's another friend of ours. Uh, shout out to to Cornelio and Ricky who actually take the fighter games a little bit more serious. Um, you know, so i'm sure one of them is bound to pick it up if it you know if it looks that great looks that gorgeous so and the fact that in the beginning of that trailer he was running around um he was interacting so that kind of threw me for a loop too and even had that kind of arena there at the end so whatever they're doing they're obviously look you know they're obviously trying new things um so that's always fun to see when when the company are trying to be innovative uh for their franchises kind of push them to new extents as far as different games uh one of the games and it's PlayStation kind of starting from the smaller one is Tunic. It is on Xbox Game Pass. I and and you know I do own um, the, as many consoles as I as I can possibly own because I want to make sure I I never miss a game. Um, Tunic is on Xbox Game Pass, but it's coming out on PlayStation. So if you haven't played it, I hear it's amazing. I haven't played it myself. I do have a download, and I'm going to get to it. Um, and the reason it actually caught my interest is because I got through death's door uh recently a while back and i thought it was amazing i've always i'm a sucker for those smaller games that's how i stumbled upon hollow knight still waiting for silk silk song um so hopefully we'll get through that but tunic the reviews are raving i've heard nothing but awesome things about it so that did drop on playstation so if you haven't go go ahead and get that a, sh- a shot the other and it's just uh, two more um how would you say it? The Eternites or Eternites, it's obviously a play from Eternal and Knights, but putting them together, it's kind of just, you know, not Eter- falling Eter- off. Eternites? Eternites? So, yeah. Eternites? E- I, I would say Eternites is the way. Okay. Eternites. Like no... yeah, and Eternites. I'm the English teacher, right? Damn. Eternites. Yeah. Eternites. Um, yeah. That game, I don't, again, whenever there's, you know, 
an anime and a video game kind of to me my case i'm putting the best of both worlds so i'm always going to give it a chance shout out to blue dragon on xbox <laughs> anyways um it looked crazy and then at the end she said it was an action dating simulator now the only not the only dating simulator right but if you played fire emblem the whole dating sim thing you know to kind of give yourself great units in fire emblem i wonder if it's going to be like that but nonetheless i looked at interesting novels i don't think i've ever played a visual novel that has some sort of dating mechanic like that though so looking forward to that more you know hopefully it comes out good hopefully there's, there's more gameplay more you know more previews to kind of check that one out and then obviously at the end of the at the end of the conference not obviously if you didn't see it but we were introduced to final not introduced i'm butchering my words uh they showed off more final fantasy 16. they announced it a while back it does have a release date for summer 2023 um so that one and they're they made an emphasis of bringing back all you because you are able to uh you know have these i don't want to say monsters right but you know these these creatures uh bahamut uh tiamat uh coming down and they they look really good really good um really flashy really big and it looks intense totally different you know as far as the themes and thematic uh progressions concerned totally different from uh final fantasy 15 so looks exciting looks awesome um hoping to see more it's always good to see more final fantasy because i know final fantasy is really huge um I've, i myself have i haven't played all of them but i've played one two three four five six um i've played 10 13 i'm actually a little bit I've, i'm in 15 uh, and that's because I haven't even touched the remake, so there's just a lot of Final Fantasy to go around. Um, but other than that, those are my, my, you know, my picks for the state of play. I'm not sure there's anything else that you want to follow up on the state of play before we move on. Uh, that's it for me. Uh, the only thing I guess we touched on too, you mentioned it at the beginning, is if this is kind of just their thrown together little conference. It's, I mean, what are we going to see down the line? You know, and Sony has been that that uh company that we know has been putting out great games after great games i mean no god of war nothing like that uh so i mean i'm just Here's excited to, to what to what else we're gonna see uh here further into the summer yeah i know and i hope we get something i said sure earlier but i hope we get something and i don't see why not I, i'm i'm pretty adamant you know last year they did do it somewhere in late july around that area but for a state of play this was actually an Rico surprisingly decent you know their previous states of play have always been kind of mediocre and then oh huge great game which is where god of war ragnarok uh was introduced at urtis so they've always been kind of up in the air but this one overall was kind of solid in my opinion um kind of got a number of things and yeah there weren't anything great new but again something that was just kind of thrown together hey here to just hold you over into our actual showcase because this was just a 30 minute small one so pleasantly surprised hoping to see more you know trying to trying to get ready for um, everything else that's coming up. Now, this next part, and this is, you know, I'm a, how do you want to say this? Um, this is going to be Rico's baby, because obviously we know where we're kind of getting into here. Um, we're going to talk about Pokemon, and I'm going to hand this over to Rico completely, you know, because that's your man. Or, you know, I call him Rico's a Pokemon master in my eyes. So, Rico, I'll let you take it away. So yeah, we uh r before I go into the yesterday we got the uh 
the first look at uh, not our first look, but the first, I guess it would be our second trailer or maybe our first official like launch trailer for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, which will be launching November 18th. Uh, but before I get into the game, I also wanted to me- touch on some quick news in the Pokemon world. Um, there was big news yesterday that Janucci Masuda is leaving Game Freak and is going to be now now be working as the ch- a chief creative at, in, in a chief creative role for the Pokemon company specifically. Uh, he was instrumental in that he was the director of Ruby Sapphire, uh, Fire Red Leaf Green, Emerald, Black White, XY, uh, and the Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee series. And then I'm pretty sure he also directed uh, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. Uh, and I think another thing that a lot of people also don't know is that he, I think he composed the music for just about every Pokemon game out there. Maybe for the exception of like two or three. Uh, so a big shout out to him. Uh, he, he gets a lot of flack, uh, for some of the decisions that were made, but, you know, I think as Pokemon fans, we're actually a little bit spoiled, uh, because a lot of, uh, one of the, one of the biggest controversies in, in, uh, recent years is, uh, everybody called it Dexit in the Pokemon community which was when we got Sword and Shield, they decided not to give us the full uh, Pokedex, which was all, what, at the time, 893 or something like that, I think was the number of Pokemon in the Pokedex. Uh, So people were upset, you know, give us all our Pokemon, whatever. It became this big issue. It kind of got blamed on him. Uh, and then we got DLCs. They added a couple, but they still didn't finish the Pokedex. Uh, but I think uh, one other thing I'll add before I, I go into my thoughts about it is another thing people kind of complain about with and attribute a lot to him is our graphics in our games that we don't take huge steps. I know one of the big things a lot of people have been asking for for a long time is why can't our game on the Switch, look a lot more like Breath of the Wild. Why do we take like these small steps? Now, I think what people don't realize when you compare a game like, like a game series like ours to something like Zelda is how like you you're a Zelda guy, Marcus. How many games have you gotten for Zelda in the last ten years? Oh, not many. Core core games like. Not remakes, like core games. Yeah, yeah, or, I guess I guess you could I guess you can call I guess you could say remakes too, because you recently got which one? Wind Waker? We the most recent one we received was Skyward Sword on Switch. Skyward Sword. So you so you got a remake of Skyward Sword and you got Breath of the Wild in the last Breath ten years. And and Breath of the Wild came out in what, twenty seventeen, I believe? And yeah. we just got Skyward Sword. And I think the I, the point Rico was trying to make is that I I play I get to I get to play a new Zelda game scarcely, scarcely. Yeah. So that's Ver- versus us versus us in the last ten years we've gotten eight core games. That's in, that's intense. I that that that's starting at Black and White two, and we're getting another core game this year. 
like that's eight. That's eight generations in ten years, or eight core core games, not generations, but eight core core series, core titles. So, uh, so yeah, shout out to him. You know, we're gonna see a lot of people think that he did a lot to for the series, and a lot of people have the opinion that he was holding the series back. I guess now that he's changing and not really gonna be directing the games, uh. Or having a lot of hands-on input in the games, we're gonna see just which one of those sides it was. Yeah, uh, but uh, but real quick, just again, thank you to everything he did for Pokemon. It's my favorite game series, so I'm just excited to see what changes we get and stuff going forward. Yeah, and I just kind of want to make the point again, right? That um, when you're presented with a bunch of fresh games, you know, and 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 like you said, core games, right? It 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 does take. You know, and Pokemon seems not that Zelda is not right. Pokemon is just one of those years, and the community and Pokemon is just pushing out all kinds of different things. And, I, and I've mentioned it before that it's a great time to be a, a Pokemon fan because and with the Pokemon, just in the company, you're getting games, you're getting uh, spinoffs like Pokemon Unite, you're getting the TCG Pokemon card games, you're getting uh, you know a mobile Pokemon mobile type games, you know where they're porting Unite to mobile or uh, the cafe uh, Pokemon, that cafe game or Master Quest, you're getting all kinds of Pokemon Netflix stuff, series, Netflix series, animes. You're just getting all kinds of the Pokemon world is just abundant, and so it, the new the it, new show on YouTube, the yeah, Hisuian with you know yeah with with the Hisuian uh, uh, the storyline right the 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 mini series. You're just mm-hmm. getting so so much that you know where. It's just a lot, you know. It's just a lot for a company, and obviously the expectation is always, always exceeded more so than just about anything else. So when you're comparing, you know, something like that as far as everything that's being pulled out, and I'm over here having to wait, right? I've gotten what uh, Link's Awakening uh, remake, Skyward Sword remake, Breath of Wild in the last ten years, you know. So it's it's obviously when someone's working as hard as they are, you know, it's 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 kind of almost unfair, right? When Pokemon gets that flack when they're obviously just trying to push out all these things that we know for the gamers right you know for the people for anybody that's a fan so kudos man kudos to pokemon and the stuff they're doing it's it's a great time to be a pokemon fan it really is all right so with that we'll get into the scarlet and violet le trunk that's it that's the podcast Because hey, Le Chonk, I I saw the like, oh my god, it's a pig, right? And I'm thinking of what's the, what's the other uh, the piglet, the bouncy piglet uh, Pokemon, Spoink, Spoink, right? And I and then I saw his name, and you see Le Chonk, I said, oh my god, it broke the internet, right? And I, I started cracking up. I said they really named this this guy Le Chonk, right? Because Chonk, obviously, being I guess a form of Chunk, but the pun, right? Because um, Le Chon, Le Chon or Le Chon, right? Latin. Latin, it's Spanish, you know, for a suckling pig, right? There's a playoff of pig in the Spanish, you know, language. So that was excellent. You know what they did? They took Lechon, they took Chonk, stuck them together. Here you go. We're giving you a pig. And, you know, so that was awesome. <laughs> that was that was a really pleasant, pleasantly nice reveal there, man, for, for that new Pokemon that we're getting. <laughs> yeah, so so going into some of the – going into the actual trailer – <laughs> uh, I love it, dude. That's why I'm laughing. Lechonk, man, epic. So, so the first thing right away that that stood stood out to me was uh, the graphics. The graphics look very much 
Sword and Shield. Nothing too crazy in terms of like the environment or the Pokemon. The only thing that I've noticed uh, that is slightly different is they they seem to be going for a little bit of realism in some of the textures. I don't know if you caught on to that, Marcus. Yes, yes uh, actually. When, when you look at when, when you look at well, to me it was just textures because like on people's clothes. That's what I was going to mention. Mostly, mostly the clothes, and it it didn't it didn't come up in this in this uh in this trailer like it did in the last one in the official in the reveal, but uh in the reveal there was also uh Surviper, Surviper you got like this real close up on him as he was slithering by, and you could see that there was like a texture to his snakeskin. In this trailer. Yeah. You see it. You see it highlighted with uh, the rug. Who, pe- who, who people think, yeah, the rug. But to me, like the big ones was uh, who people kind of think are, is going to be our rival. Uh, her name is Nomona. You can see it like in her clothes, like in her shirt. And then at the towards the end, they did reveal like our box legendaries in this one. You can also see like some texture on the skin for like the the legendary, like on their design. You can see some texture uh on on parts of their body as well the scales uh one of them is a little bit more of a cybernetic looking pokemon so you can see it like on him uh so yeah it seems like they're sticking to the same with a little bit of an alteration to me like the easiest way to explain it was some things are going to be textured yeah, which looked uh, good. Um, I, I for me it was blatantly obvious when I saw the not blatantly obvious but the professors some of them, and it's more of the finer details. It looks sharp. So they it looks a lot sharper as far as just you know the clothing and you know just the way they look overall. Yeah, and then uh, you know just uh, very vivid, very bright, very colorful. Uh, then one thing you touched on was the professors. We we now have two professors. Uh, I think it's the first time that we have two professors. And I also think it's the first time that we don't have professors' names based on trees. I think we have Professor Sada and Professor Turo. And he has a he has a cool beard. I like his and, beard. And uh, there's an interesting concept that is kind of like across uh, across like the the trailer where. I guess it's with the mostly with like the professors, and then it also makes sense with uh, who eventually we're gonna are we're gonna talk about like the box legendaries later. But uh, if you look at their outfits, I'm I have the trailer pulled up here, Marcus. I think at twenty seconds. Yes. At twenty seconds, if you look at their outfits, you have Professor Sada on the left and Professor Turo on the right. Uh, and this region, uh, something interesting, we didn't really get the name of this region, but I have, I have my thoughts on why we didn't get the name yet, but it's supposed to be based on Spain. Uh, so we're going to get stuff that's in Spanish. And if you look at her, at her outfit, other than her coat, it's kind of like more like old, old school prehistoric look versus his It's like futuristic. futuristic. And if you look yeah. at their names, Sada if you know Spanish, you can think of like uh, pasada, which is like the past. And yeah. you can think of futuro, which means the future. So yes. 
past and present is kind of going to be, I mean, past and future is going to be like the, the gimmick, if you will, for this game. Now, it's unclear as to whether or not you're only going to get one professor per game. It seems like that's going to be the case. Uh, I don't know if the opposing professor is going to end up being like uh, a rival in some kind of way. Maybe they'll it'll work kind of like uh, the way it did in uh, Alpha Sapphire, where like you join one team and the other team is against you. Uh, it's like a different concepts sort of thing. But uh, yeah, do you have any thoughts on that? No, I mean, as far as the professor concerned, I just want to say that the designs are awesome. I know some people were, uh, there was a bunch of memes going on on Professor Turo. Um, they're, put, they're putting this picture on that. It was that great picture with the dude with the real strong uh, jawline with that facial hair. The and, Giga Chad? Yeah, it was yeah. hilarious. And But hey, you know, a beard on a beard on, on our characters is, I mean, it's awesome, you know, the <laughs> the fact that we're getting these really nice looking Pokemon designs. And and I saw both of them. I said, whoa. I said, that, that, that looks, they look real nice. Both of them look real nice. They look real clean, real sharp. And then you move forward and then you see Nimona, who you previously mentioned, who again has identity, looks Spanish, which I thought was cool. She, she looks, she looks, uh, um, obviously the part, right? Um, so that was also cool. And then she has the green hair and it, like you mentioned, the texture. So like so far, you know, the professors and Nomon overall, it looks clean. It looks, it, they look real sharp. Uh, so then the next, the next thing I, I did highlight is that we, we didn't get uh, anything as far as like the evolutions for our starters, which are going to be Sprigatito, Quaxley, and Fuecoco, which are our respective uh, grass, water, fire starters. The only thing that I think had kind of been up for contention was whether or not uh, Quaxley's, whether or not what was on Quaxley's head was a hat or hair. And I think at about 27 seconds, he's like taking a little bath and, the hair he, flip. and he does a hair flip. So I think we can confirm that like that's his hair and it is fabulous <laughs> hair. Oh, dude! Though all those three scenes, they gave they gave each of each one of them like a little, you know, two second, three second, and all of them. Honestly, I love every one of these star designs. I just, I'm just, it depends. I'm, I'm hoping we didn't get any final evos, but Quaxley, Spanish conquistador, going on here, or maybe you know the French, you know, conquering the the Spanish, or at one point, I, I, I want to get something pirate related, personally, but we'll see. But no, they look awesome. And I'm looking at all three of them right now on the 25 second mark of the second trailer. And it's, 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 they're beautiful, man. They're great. Yeah, they're, I, I, I agree. I think they're all, they're all great looking Pokemon uh, starters. Uh, I'm excited to see what we get for them in the future. Uh, then, real quick, we jump into, I, I felt like I needed to mention that the, the NPC that you see at 48 seconds, uh, and I think, I don't remember what game it, what game it started. It might have been in the originals, where you always get a character that, that explains to you the power of science. The power of science. I think he's been, like, in, every, in just about every game. So I thought it was pretty funny that they brought him back. And I think the biggest thing about, the biggest change and the coolest thing coming in to this game is actually an announcement you get by him and it's who better to announce it than 
than someone that's been in all the games. But he announces that we're going to get multiplayer, true multiplayer for the first time. I think up to four players. Now, I'm not sure if this is going to be only across certain areas, much like we got in. That That is going to end up being something kind of like the, uh, what was the area called? The wild area. The wild area in Sword and Shield. Or if it's going to be like across the entire game. Um. But I think that's exciting to be able to to play. I know there was a there was also a little bit of multiplayer in uh, Let's Go. I don't know if you got to experience that, but that was more of like just couch co-op. You use the same Pokemon. Uh, here, whether you're going to be able to connect online with friends and go out on adventures together. Uh, I don't know. Again, I don't know what the limit is going to be there or if there's going to be one at all, but I think that's exciting. And uh, something else that they clarified is this is actually going to be the first time that they have used the words that this is going to be a complete open world game. And your travel and experience is not going to be dictated by story. Now, even in our last game, Pokemon Legends Arceus, they did not call that an open world game. Even as much as we all thought like, oh, open world, Pokemon open world, they never said those words. This is the first time they say it. And then with the confirmation that we're going to get to basically go wherever we want with no limits uh, because of story and progression and stuff like that, like, I think that's huge. Yeah, uh, we said open world is is a thing right now, man. And I think, but the funny part is Pokemon's been due for a while, man. So that's that's awesome. We're finally getting something like that. Yeah, I thought it was cool too uh, that the that it seems like the Pokemon centers are kind of like little gas like, stations. Yeah, like essentially <laughs> gas stations. I thought it that looked, was it a pretty. Cool. It looked real cool. cool. I, I enjoyed play. it. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty cool little play. Uh, before we get into the new Pokemon, well, be- yeah, before we get into the new Pokemon, I think I had some theories in terms of uh, what variants we'll maybe get. Uh, like for the Pokemon variants, yeah, Pokemon variants for the for the region, regional variants. Well, I'm now, like a, I got one, I and I probably only got one, and you you might already have one or the same one, but I want to say just because. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll be right before I'll I'll let you go first, <laughs> but right before you go, I just want to say that I think the reason we didn't get the name of this region yet is because we usually get the name of the region when we get variants because they'll say like oh welcome to the so-and-so region where we have regional pokemon and then they'll they'll show us like oh regional for example i don't think it's the thing i don't think it's the one that you're thinking but there's a little boy that comes out with a tauros on his shirt the one i was thinking is it yes it was (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that's all good i completely thought it was gonna be the other one Okay, maybe maybe the other one is a little bit of a stretch, but the Tauros. What do you like? Tauros makes seeing? sense. Tauros makes sense. What what could you see? Like what what ideas would you have for like a, a regional variant? For Tauros, that's the one I have, and it's gonna be super akin to um, a matador, something along those lines. And if you don't know what a matador is, it's the um, they're the ones that have that the the a red uh, like a, a red sheet, and they're kind of provoking that bull that's coming at a them. bullfighter. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, bullfighter. Yeah, exactly. Totally, just, you know, it didn't come to me. So you have a bullfighter, and it's going to be a playoff that, right? Because Matadors, again, I'm always sticking to that Spanish-Spain um, uh, connection. So I think Taros is going to be in some shape, way, or form. I would, you know, some, not necessarily a bullfighter, but there's going to be some, you know, variant to either red or a hat or, you know, the way they dress and, you know, the something like that, I think, as far as Taros is concerned. Okay, okay, okay. So, uh, back when Tauros was just a normal type Pokemon in Gen 1, he, he originated in Gen 1 here. I, I think you're spot on with that. Uh, honestly, for me, it was just because of the shirt. I hadn't even put together the bullfighter and all that, so you even went further than me on that. Yeah, I did. I thought I put some thought into that. That's why I was like, oh, let me say yeah. one, because it's probably the only one I got, because I haven't really got into it. So, so I'm going to make up for stealing your thunder completely with, with my other theory. Is that we got Marcus. One of Marcus's favorite Pokemon is Ampharos. And in this one, in this one we got, we got confirmation that Flaffy's in the game. But nothing about Mareep or Ampharos. I think we're going to get a variant of Ampharos in this game. Now, Ampharos, in its first game, which was Gen 2, Gold and Silver... Uh, later, later, a later crystal mm-hmm. was introduced and played heavily into a little storyline that he was the guardian of the lighthouse. He ran the lighthouse. There's a little storyline where you have to go right across. You have to learn surf right across. Get a uh, defeated gym leader. Get some medicine. Take it back. Cure the Amphros. And now all of a sudden, all the sailors are safe again. Now, if you go to a minute and fifty nine. In the video, you see like these three different terrains. One of them is a tower. The second one is a windmill. The second one looks like maybe just a battle area. Then there's like some flags in the third picture. Now, it might be a stretch, but I'm thinking maybe maybe Amphros is guarding a new tower. Maybe we get an Amphros variant here. That would be and awesome. that look that looks like a desert, a more of a desert, dry sand terrain. So maybe we get some kind of unique uh electric ground type variant of Amphros. Uh Amphros has always been one of I think the most one of the very popular Pokemon out there. Uh so yeah, I think uh maybe it's about time we get another Amphros, an Amphros variant. I missed out on Afros and obviously for Sword and Shield because you know they weren't in there. So I was, I was, I saw Flappy and immediately I said, "Oh, I get Afros!" I was all excited. Um, Afros is my favorite Pokemon. Um, so if there is a regional variant, usually you at least be able to at least get one if they're not readily available. So they always bring in at least one of a regular Afros. So if you're telling me I get to have an Afros and a a regional Afros, that's a win-win in my book. Go go to game already. It's best one ever. Best one, hands down. All right. So with that, I think we'll jump over to just we'll touch real quickly on the new Pokemon. Uh, the first one I think we see is Pommy, which yes. looks like it's gonna be the signature Pokemon of of uh, Nimona, possibly. Uh, Pony. It seems like it's gonna be it's gonna be an electric type, and it seems like it's gonna be our standard generational Pikachu. We get one every. Our every game, Pokemon. yeah. 
uh, every gen there's a there's a variation of Pikachu. It seems like that's what this is gonna be. Uh, then we have Lechonk, which is the game changer already. You know, like you can already tell, like max stats. Everyone's gonna be running this guy. He's gonna be a staple of every team. And you know what he reminds me of? He's a piggy bank. So, and for some reason, I I I don't know, and I don't know why, but piggy banks just automatically, you know, bring me to, you know, Mexican or because our our case since you know. Um, or Mexican American mix was right there. Um, I think of for whatever reason those small Spanish Mexican piggy banks, the ones that just break and crack, and that's it, you know. So, and I was thinking of an evolution for some reason, and for some odd reason, these piggy banks just get bigger. They they get you know just a lot bigger, and some even stand on two legs. And I know people are, are always a little funny when it comes to like human humanoid Pokemon, but. I don't know. It was just something that I was thinking of as, as in terms of Lechonk just being that piggy bank that looks adorable. Yeah, I would I would actually love for him to like evolve into like obviously a bigger a bigger version of himself with like maybe vibrant like paint or something on him. Kind of like like you know like the paint schemes and yeah. stuff for like Dia de los Muertos and that kind of stuff. Like the pinks and greens and yellows, like uh, in the movie Coco, Marcus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something that, like that would be so amazing. Like he doesn't have to change that much, but just give him a like a nice paint job, make him colorful, same Lechonk energy, like oh, amazing. Or maybe we, maybe he's one of those that doesn't even have to evolve. I mean, he's perfect already. Uh, broke the internet, so it's over. He seems like he's gonna be uh, like our Radita of the of the generation. We we always get one in like Badoof, uh, Centrit. I think of Squovit. Squovit, yeah. yeah. Of course, you had to mention Squovit because you yeah, love because Google, I, right? I can't stand, I can't stand Greedent. I can't like for whatever reason. And there's a funny story to that that I'm gonna get into just real quick. Um, if you play the DLC, Rico says, "Hey man," there's a, I was like, "This is tree, right? Like, shake the tree, shake the tree," and. You keep shaking the tree, and then you got attacked by this, uh, by this greedent. Well, for whatever reason, my Pokemon team, and it was just me not, I don't heal all the time, right? So I only had a Cinderace alive, and I was just, I was like, that's all I needed, right? Whatever. Well, he came out. Little did I know I was gonna get involved in this fight, and he killed my team, and I was very upset. So I, I took my strongest six Pokemon. And for whatever, and I just went and you know, I didn't even use all six. I just used one, and I beat him right when my team was healthy, but. I was very salty after that, and I never looked back. <laughs> Giant. So, so, so we love, so we love, uh, we love uh, Scovid ingredient here. Uh, <laughs> then our last uh, kind of normal Pokemon we have is uh, Smoliv, which is an olive Pokemon, and I think it's like the cutest little name, like. Smoliv, like small olive. Smoliv or, I was gonna say smoliv or smoliv. I thought it was smoliv. Well, yeah, smoliv. Smoliv makes sense. Makes more sense. Small olive. So it reminded me of Badu right right from the gate. That's mm-hmm. that's what I thought. I thought for some reason, and that, that, that you mentioned it when it came to the whole regional thing. I was like, is that is that a regional Badu? And they didn't mention it, so obviously it's gonna be a new Pokemon just altogether. But Badu was has a little olive on its top on its on its head, <laughs> a little green olive. <laughs> Yeah, there's a so that's that's again like a like a Badoo or like a Cherubi, like those little those little plant Pokemon that we get uh, a Bell Sprout, like one of those type of Pokemon. 
I think we mentioned Pani Electric. Lechonk Le is normal. Smoliv, I think, is gra- grass normal. Okay, so he also ha- he has a dual type. So and we, and I didn't mention Pommy's little hair hair bit too, man. That's you got you got something going on there. And I, when he first came out, I was like, is that a fire electric Pokemon? Um, because I guess we could just go to the color scheme because his color his color scheme look it's 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 reminiscent of Charmander, right? You know, like. Mm-hmm. like yeah, just, you're right. So I, I was like, is, is that a is that a fire electric, you know, mouse Pokemon? Is that what we're getting? And I think Pommy's a great as you know. And I, I when it first came out, I thought it was like a cub. Because it was on all fours, but it's mouth. So we're getting something there. And his little his little hair there at the top, that little flame hair looks I'm, amazing. I'm I'm pretty sure he looks like the kind of Pokemon that's gonna become a like a bipedal Pokemon. Like he's gonna stand up for his evolution. Yeah. I, I, I imagine he's gonna look pretty cool. I think so too. Uh, I think that hair, that little hair, that fabulous hair is gonna play like <laughs> a good thing. It's gonna, between between him and Quaxley, I don't know, man. With the hair. <laughs> They're doing a great, a great job. It was awesome surprise. You know, it's the Pokemon designs coming out. There's three that we just got. Awesome, man. And then uh, they wrapped up by showing us the box legendaries for each each uh, game. Scarlet is gonna have Curadon, Curadon, and Violet is gonna have Mir- Miradon. Uh, the rumors are that one is gonna be. Or the rumors had been that one we were gonna get one that was gonna be a fighting dragon and one that was gonna be an electric dragon. Uh, I'm not sure about the fighting dragon for Karidon. I think maybe with the theme now that we have of past and future, maybe rock would make more sense. Uh, whereas Maradon, the electric dragon, based on what he looks like, like that fits Pretty. perfectly. Yeah, he looks awesome. Uh... Real quick, I want to ask, which which is going to be your... I know you get both of them. Rico always gets both of them. Which one's going to be your main game? Uh, typically, typically, uh, I wait to see like what the what the availability for Pokemon looks like. I don't think it matters so much anymore because of uh, because it's it's so easy to trade, and now with things like Pokemon Home. Uh, and online being able to trade like I, you know, especially me and you that we play these games. If even if we end up with different games, uh, which would yeah, kind of we'll be, be I, which would kind of be ideal, you know, we could uh, we could trade or you know you can get on Reddit or you can get on a Discord or something, and people will always help you out in the community, like hunting for uh, Pokemon maybe that are not exclusive to the opposite game. Uh, so I think I'm probably gonna go based on the legendaries, and I think both of to me, I was actually very happy with what they both look like. Uh, initially, I was kind of leaning towards playing Violet first, but I think with the legendaries, I'm gonna go with Scarlet. Scarlet, yeah. Well, I was gonna go with Violet because I, I purple is my favorite color, so. I was like, there it is, there it is. I'm going violet regardless of what of what was coming out. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but that I'm, was that, that was my it. that was my first reason too. Like I'm like I love I also love the color purple. <laughs> uh and I was like, I have to go with violet. But then I thought like, well, I'm just gonna go with what I usually do and I'm gonna wait to see like who comes out where like, yeah, the, yeah. the the 
version exclusive Pokemon. And then I said, well, that's not really that important anymore. So I can just check like what the box legendary is. And I I, I don't think you can go wrong with either one. They To me, they both look awesome. They look awesome. I do have uh, one more question now. And this is more Pokemon theory related history, you know. So uh, it's just, it just a fun question to ask. Being that these two legendaries seem to be our past and future is there going to be? Is there going to be? I'm. I'm obvious. I think there is going to be, right? Um, but a what's present. the connection between? Well, that too. That was my. That was. That was where I was kind of going with this. And later after this fact, their connection to like Dialga, being Dialga is time, and obviously Palkia space. You know, are 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 you catching where I'm? Where I'm kind of going with this. Is there going to be a connection between them and Dialga and Palkia, being that obviously you know. And and I'm thinking of the legendary chapter. You know how, um, um, like the what are they called? The land Pokemon, the Thunderous, Tornadus, and um, mm-hmm. the Genie Trio. The, yeah, the Genie, and and how they're kind of synonymous with um, who, who I forgot who's who's on top of them. But there's always somebody above them. Are these two going to be the the ones that are kind of under Palkia and Alga, or is that just me thinking? You know, for whatever reason, it it, it makes sense. It makes sense. Now I'm not sure. In I think on the Pokemon, I think on the Pokemon site, in the description, it said that they. Uh, let me double check. It was said that they are supposed to be more powerful than the po- like yeah. other Pokemon. That's I'm not sure. I'm not sure to what extent like that is. Like, I'm not sure if these would be above Dialga or under. But I know the concept you're getting at in which, like, there's usually, like, a set for, like, a gimmick and then for a gimmick that a Pokemon follows and then something, like, under them. Like, there's yeah. the Guardian trio and then there's the Guardian above them. Yeah, and I see. That's eventually, I eventually, everything leads back to Ancestry with Mew, but above everything is, like, Arceus. And under Arceus, yeah. it's these. And then, like, Dialga deals with is the Guardian of Time. So then would these guys also be, I would think that they would be under him, under Dialga, because one of them is one part of time and the other one is, the, is, a, is, is like a different part of time. Like one of them is back and one of them is forward. Yeah. And that's where I was going with the neck that you had just mentioned. Now, they're, again, you know, usually get either a third game or that third legendary, that present. And again, this was just me kind of obviously having some fun with this, right? You get a present Pokemon, right? You have past, future, and then you get a present Pokemon, which would be something like Presente or something like that in in in, in these terms, right? Maybe a third, another professor. Well, you know, whatever I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. So when you have this third Pokemon, now you have past, present, and future. And not that this time travel, I don't think it's going to be time travel, right? But obviously, I've always been, I've always loved these time, you know, when I, whenever something kind of gets to this time mechanic, I've always, I've always enjoyed it because uh, I've always liked to see, you know, what different interpretations people have on this time thing that's going on here. So if you were to add a present in there, and let's say, for example, we, you know, they are under a Dialga and all of a sudden you have this open thing where, you know, time, right, is now possible as far as, you know, being able to go back and forth. And now you have this past, present, and future trio. Uh, what do you think about something like that, or what do you think the odds of something like that coming out? I think I think it's very I think it's very possible that we're gonna get a third legendary. We always do, you know. Uh, in this last one, we had uh, 
we had the the two dogs. We had uh, oh, the names are different. Yeah, Zacian and Zamazenta, and then we got Eternatus. Eternatus, yeah. You know, and some before that, we had like, for example, when we had Groudon and Kyogre, we had Quaza. Uh, so we're always gonna get that third one. And I I actually thought like even looking at the box art, uh, I thought it was pretty like genius the way they faced the the way they have the pokemon facing in the box art because if you look at if you look at uh Karidon, he's looking back if you yeah. look at violet he's looking forward and there's one in the middle dude and there's this you know there has to be that third one <laughs> i feel like has to be a play on, on, on the yeah. present and to me like the perfect representation of that is like we have a dragon with a rock in the past dragon with electricity in the future and maybe in the middle something like dragon metal or i i don't know what element like would be perfect for like modern day but i would say something maybe maybe dragon grass dragon metal dragon poison because we're super toxic nowadays <laughs> but uh, uh but again, the like the we see again here the concept of past versus future, and uh, one thing that I found kind of interesting is like the Pokemon also have like this uh, concept built in that they're gonna be in some form or fashion like vehicle. You catch yeah, that? The, yeah, the wheel because one okay, one of them has a blatant obvious wheel sticking out of their chest, right? The other one. It's not a wheel, but it's that usually when you see that hover hoverboard. Yes, he, he, he has thrusters. Yeah, he has Thrust like thrusters. Yeah, well, yeah, I saw the thrusters, uh, and, but again, kind of going like almost like I'm thinking of back to the not even back to the future, um, but like you have thrusters, you have that that thing that's allowing the what board or vehicle to elevate to you know to levitate, and so it, let's say you like and, and put put this Pokemon face down. The thruster is going forward. The other thing is lifting him up. If you put the other one laying down, all of a sudden it becomes like a like a what? Not a not a motorcycle. Maybe maybe like a motorcycle. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like a motorcycle. Because yeah, so, uh, under under his tail, he also has another little black spot which looks like a tire. So so it would be they would both be like a motorcycle of the past and a motorcycle of the future. Time travel. And there's already so much like art out there, like with that concept. Uh, beautiful art, by the way. The the Pokemon community, when it comes to art, is top notch. I haven't seen any actually. Yeah, I'll 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 share some with you. I'm I'm sure you're gonna love them. <laughs> but uh, some people have also discussed that about whether or not like we'll get time travel here, and we'll go be going back and forth in time, and or whether or not. Uh, your Pokemon, your game of choice is going to be every Pokemon game now or the last couple have had like a gimmick. Whether or not we'll, pa we'll power up our Pokemon in some form or fashion with stuff that is going to power them up like from the past or stuff that might power them up like futurize them in some way. Like, I don't know, but, but I think uh, based on what we saw, like everything looks pretty exciting. The new Pokemon look great. The legendaries look great. There's also some ideas going around about typically our pseudo legendary is a dragon. And since we're getting legendaries, legendary dragons, it seems, would we get uh, maybe a fairy pseudo legendary this, this game? That'd be interesting. You know, 
Because they're typically like our Garchomps, our Hydreigons. Yeah. Uh, Dragapult was our last one. It's Dragonite. Mm-hmm. Dragonite, our OG. OG, yeah. So yeah, I think I think it's exciting. I'm I'm really excited. I'm very happy with uh, the art of these new Pokemon. Uh, Lechonk, uh, and Lechonk, and Lechonk. Just Lechonk. Now I, I'm on the same boat. I like I said earlier that you know the design so far are just super fun, super super awesome, super colorful. I, I and um, whatever they're going with, you know the whole Spanish uh spain it's just they're they're really rocking it so far so hopefully that we they continue up until november we still have a few months but so i'm sure the information is going to come rolling between now and then so all right well that's it for me i don't know if there's anything else no no that that's it for me um we are we should hopefully get a nintendo direct soon um sometime this summer for what was their Nintendo Direct show, right? Don't we get yeah, Nintendo Direct? Yeah, but for what? All the Nintendo stuff, like, is out already. Like, what oh else is God. there other than Pokemon? Hey, okay. Well, I was about to get to that <laughs> point, okay? All right. We're, we're going we're gonna to get some great stuff, and I wouldn't put it past them, you know, to... And we, we, got, a second, we got a second trailer now to give us a little bit more information, maybe in a, a Nintendo Direct now. But if not, we do usually get a Nintendo Direct in September. And if we don't get oh. any information then... Shiny also... LeChonk. We haven't seen <laughs> Shiny LeChonk yet. <laughs> and, well, besides that, we, if we don't get either a Pokemon either in either direct, we will get a Pokemon direct soon. So either way, um, but yeah, that's all. That's it for me. Um, I think. Our, our, have we, do you have anything else to say before we before we log off? Uh, LeChonk. <laughs> all right, guys, you heard it, LeChonk. <laughs> go to Pokemon for this generation so far. But other than that, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Y'all have a good day. Lechonk.